Welcome to another episode of the ABCs of ERP and Beyond. In this episode, we'll be diving deep into the world of inventory management and why relying on Excel might not be the best choice for businesses anymore. We'll explore the common pitfalls and limitations of using Excel to track inventory and hopefully we'll shed some light on the challenges that businesses face as they grow, including the lack of scalability and absence of real-time updates. And of course, let's not forget the expertise required to handle complex formulas, VBA, macros, and troubleshooting errors. So we'll discuss today the implications and costs of relying on this expert Excel user. Uh, And throughout the episode, we'll unravel the importance of alternatives and how we can look at automations and predictive insights. So if you're a business owner or an ERP enthusiast or simply curious about the limitations of Excel and what other alternatives are out there for you, um, this is the episode for you. So let's get started. And joining me as ever is my esteemed co-host and knowledgeable Narav Shah. Welcome back. Thank you, Peter. I've been called a lot of things in my life. Esteem was not one of them. This is the first, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, happy to discuss this topic. I think it affects a lot of a lot of people. Um, you know, I have quite a story of my own for a recent cutover that we're doing um, for for a customer right now, um, and uh, Excel affects everybody. You know, in one way, shape, or form, it affects everybody. They use it on a day to day basis. Um, and, uh, when you talk about inventory control and the impact there, it, there's pros and cons to managing inventory and your business for that matter. So I think we've talked about this, you know, on and off in various different other podcasts that we have shot. Um, but, but it comes down to where Excel is, um, one of those gateways to, hey, we're formalizing something, we're organizing our data kind of, but doing it too much, more than it's actually um, necessary to do, right, for your business, it could actually grow into a monster that's more detrimental to the business than the original thought around organ- data organization when you decided to you know, use Excel to run business. So it has to be carefully thought out. You know, what's what's the plan for for maybe initial phase to get some data organization in place? But that shouldn't be the, the final answer. That shouldn't be the end all be all. That should be just be a springboard to kind of understanding here. There's a certain point for us using Excel where we need to then move out of this and get into a more integrated system where we could rely on the data and not rely on maybe a a specific Excel expert or, um, you know, um, have to rely on somebody on potentially Fiverr that doesn't even know the spreadsheet and we have to make some changes, right? Or that Mm -hmm. probably the worst scenario that Excel spreadsheet is wrong and it goes unnoticed for such a long time. So yeah, this is a really important topic, I think, um, as it connects to ERP and other technologies that businesses use to run, um, you know, their processes and, and uh, you know, I'm hoping, you know, this episode brings to light a lot of things that current customers are facing, challenges, good or bad, 
but also giving them ideas on how to move past Excel and look at the bigger picture and look at what else is out there and get on, mm -hmm. you know, proven business processes from other solutions. Yeah, I think this is the problem that the Excel is so versatile. It's a tool that can be used for so many different things. And you got to start deciding what should it handle and what shouldn't it handle? Because, yeah, I mean, most processes can probably be done through Excel, but that doesn't mean it should be done through Excel. Right. Like it can do anything, but it shouldn't really be doing everything. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy and it's a slippery slope to becoming so bottlenecked on mm -hmm. Excel reports. Mm -hmm. I've seen this firsthand where there's multiple reports that need to run every single day just to get the standard data. And the, every single time you have this, it's an opportunity for something to go wrong. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this stat, but I've seen a stat out there um, from a I think it was a research a, a research study by Harvard University who said that eighty eight percent of Excel reports out there in businesses have a mistake, have an error. Eighty eight percent. Wow. That's nine out of ten reports. That's unbelievable. Wow. Gosh. And of those, they counted an error as a human error. So it might be something that was, um, uh, say, rows that were hidden that shouldn't have been, or something was, um, the cell reference was locked and it wasn't dragged down, all these kind of things. They're just human errors. But yeah, it results in 88%. I've also seen that there's an industry out there. Their freelance work is going into businesses and taking a look at their suite of reports and finding mistakes and fixing them. Oh my gosh. I mean, think about having a million dollars of inventory. We'll take some small numbers here. And let's say that there's, there's an error in the report. Probably makes up 10% of the report. That's $100,000 <laughs> of bad information out there. Mm. And that's mind boggling. Right. And, and that could be, you know, any number of things, right. On a report, I'll yeah. take an example, put together an example here on the fly. You have a Excel report where you're tracking incoming purchases and you have costs on there that are old costs that aren't maybe correct costs. So what you're actually seeing on what you should be receiving in is inventory valuation based on PO price is wrong versus your invoice price, so you're always getting a variance. Mm. And how, how do you end? I mean, but technically you're not getting a variance because you're using Excel. Mm. So someone is manually managing this and the data's wrong, right? Mm. Um, wow, that's that's an unbelievable stat that, you know, there's it's, it's so common to have errors mm. in, in Excel reports and they go unnoticed for so long. Mm. Even in your example there, there's the, the ramifications of that have um, effect in other areas as well, because then if you say, well, let's just have a variance bucket, let's just put it down as purchase variance. Well, then you're denying yourself the opportunity to, um, if, you know, if you're just putting it all into this one bucket, it might be a particular supplier right. who's getting away with charging you more than they should. Um, and it doesn't then allow you to have that conversation and see, right, where exactly are my costs going up? Right, right. <clears throat> Instead, we're just like having to pull all this variance. And we'll just call it variance. Mm -hmm. And we'll just put it into a bucket. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't then allow you to do that. And this is a human error in wow. an Excel report. Wow. 
Yeah, it's, you know, I think, I think out of this topic, we're going to have a ton of things to talk about. You know, I think the first thing is, you know, the maintenance of this, of, of managing Excel, right? How real time can Absolutely. it be? It's, um, you know, in a lot of cases, as you know, we go in and implement and we put in uh, ERP systems, it's, you know, I always say for ERP systems, it's a living, breathing system. And it's not one of those things where you just set it and forget it, right? Like anything else, you got to update it. Your business is maturing. You know, your, your vendors are getting faster and delivering, so you shouldn't be updating lead times on, in your system. So that's reflected in the planning side. Um, you're purchasing better equipment, right? If you're the manufacturer or the distributor, uh, you know, you're purchasing better equipment, so your lead times are improving. So you should account for that and update your ERP system. Um, there's some items that you no longer use, costs are being changed, right? So ERP systems are meant to evolve as you evolve, but somehow Excel, right? We don't track some of this data, first of all. And number two, if you try to, it doesn't get updated as quickly, right? So users just kind of put it off saying, yeah, you know, in my head now, I know, you know, it used to take us three days to ship, but, you know, we got this really cool palette optimization machine and um, it shrink wraps for us and it automatically identifies, you know, what, what items I should be pulling into this palette and, I get my palette ready in one day instead of three days now, and I could ship right away. Hey, that's great. But besides you knowing that, who else knows that? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. If there's people up there upstream on the sales side that needs to that need to make decisions on, hey, Mr. Customer's calling and saying, hey, we need this, and we need this soon. How quickly can you get it? We were saying three days. Customer's going to say, well, I need it sooner than that. Can, does anybody get it for me a day? I can't, right, Mr. Customer, because it takes us three days because of our shipping process. Little does the CSR know that actually this new machine out there that we have could turn around inventory within a day and be able to ship something out to the customer. But it's not relayed, mm. not updated anywhere in a spreadsheet for the CSR to make that, you know, timely informed decision when talking to the customer. So now you're losing out business because they're maybe going somewhere else. For me, that's exactly the problem. It's keeping uh, the data updated. And for me, this is where the location of the data is the problem because Excel versus an ERP, um, Excel needs the data within Excel. If we ignore things like Power Query or linking um, SharePoint files together and bringing it in, I know there's alternatives there, but really it's the storage of data. And often you need to pull all, the, all of the data out of your system into Excel, into a raw data worksheet and then have whatever report you want as a secondary worksheet. Right. And every single time you want to do any changes or something changes in your business, now the ERP will handle that automatically as things get posted, whereas that's not necessarily the case for the Excel report. Well, the Excel won't at all. Maybe it's a case of just refreshing the report. Maybe you've got a plug-in like Jet Reports mm -hmm. and you just need mm -hmm. to run it again. Yep. But that still comes back to the human having to run it to get fresh data because the data needs to be in Excel before you can report on that. And this for me is the issue with maintenance. The ERP will look after this stuff. If we talk about inventory, for example, if your inventory is changing minute by minute, you're really going to have someone sitting there refreshing a jet report minute by minute. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 it could outgrow itself really quickly. Right. Um, 
I have another example, a bunch of examples today. This is really near and dear to my heart here, <laughs> Peter. Uh, <laughs> I had another example of a customer that their previous ERP system, I forgot the name of it now. I don't want to put another system on blast, but essentially it crashed. And they knew it was crashing. The server was kind of teetering on its last breath. And they were hoping that it would actually die naturally, a natural death, um, once they got onto the new ERP system, in our case, business, Microsoft Business Central. But it decided to croak right at training. So while they were training on prices, it basically went out. And they had to... They couldn't get any of the data out. So they had to immediately go from like training to go live with a matter of like three days because oh, they had nothing nice. else, right? So they tried to go live, but they still didn't know the system. So what they did is they tried to run parallel. So now they have, they're trying to like keep up with business, <laughs> trying, trying to learn it as they're going. But now they're trying to create all these spreadsheets. They had an AP spreadsheet. They had a sales order spreadsheet. They had a sales invoice spreadsheet. Right? They had an inventory spreadsheet. They started putting, they're like, oh yeah, we can at least start logging in here so we don't lose data. But what happened was, in this case, is a little unique because they had two systems. They had Business Central going and Excel at the same mm. time. They started putting data in one system and for, didn't bother putting in another system. So now you had data all over the place. They're mm. bouncing back and forth, you know, basically pulling their hair out trying to figure out, well, did we pay this? Did the customer pay this invoice? Was shows paid here in Business Central? Does it show paid in Excel? Well, was I in the office that day to actually go ahead and update the Excel document? Or did I did I have access to Business Central before that updated over there? Look what happened. And hmm. they're still not reconciled. And they had two, two or three months of data they're doing this in. And now we're, we're, we're working towards the reconciliation. But exactly, it's exactly what you said is, if you think that Excel is going to be the truth for you, right? That's assuming people are going to be truthful and they're going to update that real time. And they're going to update that, you know, so you can make better business decisions, right? Because Excel is so manual, right? Unlike an ERP system, you could, you could complete a receipt that's independent from purchasing, right? Um, transaction. So the receipt will close out the, the purchasing, the, the, the purchase order receipt part of it. So you don't have to update the purchase order manually. Right? It all happens yep. kind of real time. So from that aspect, yeah, you know, it's the, the lack of real-time updates in Excel is uh, probably one of the situations where it could really hurt your business. Because you really don't know maybe what's outstanding. If you're a purchasing guy, you rely on your Excel file. But the purchasing guy is receiving things, but hasn't updated the Excel file on what's been received in. You may order more, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're going to call your vendor and get mad at your vendor, and your vendor's going to say, "Hey, buddy, I already shipped this out, and based yes. on tracking number, you already received it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, could cause relationship issues. Mm. So, and internally as well, mm -hmm. I think, because mm -hmm. if if like Nirav's report comes over and it's it's wrong. It's like, well, you know, blame Nirav and his report. So, well, it's not yeah. Nirav's data. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's the business's uh, database. So it's like, then you end up with people going, I'm going to make my own report. Yeah. 
I'm going to pull his one apart and make my own one because I don't trust his one. Yeah. Yeah. So then do you think everyone's going to now trust yours over Niraz, over John's, over right. Steve's? It's like, this is the problem. Exactly. And you end up with everyone thinking that their version is the truth. Mm-hmm. And everyone's got their own version of the truth. Mm-hmm. So you can't really pull as a team together if you're all looking at your own offline copy (laughs) of someone else's because you didn't trust that one that was wrong and he doesn't update his quick enough (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly i think that's definitely one of the pitfalls here is relying on excel too much but not knowing that it is it being updated real time because businesses nowadays they need real time you know information you can't afford Mm -hmm. not knowing the day something comes in Mm -hmm. you need to right away because you turn that around and ship it back out to your customer you need that to, to, to stay it to have a competitive advantage you need that so i think that's one definitely the pitfalls here okay so if we flip this round then in terms of um having to manually update excel versus how an erp would handle it so i guess if we're saying that we're no longer having to um, manually update things in an erp we're talking about automation here are we yeah i think we're talking about automation i think it's we're talking about taking advantage of <clears throat> best practices that are come out of the box with the ERP systems, right? Um, okay. To to facilitate that real-time reporting at the end of the day. Okay. Um, because an integrated system will help you um, stay, you know, keep the checks and balances in place. So you have receiving, doing their thing, and we're not trying to pick on the purchasing guys. They do their job very well. Um, but you know, you have receipts coming in, what's that doing? Automatically updating on-hand inventory, automatically informing the purchaser that hey, something's come in, right? Automatically informing mm. shipping. I can go and pull, pull a pick because inventory is coming. I can start shipping. It basically, you think about that data moving, right? It goes and updates the proper places in the system. So the proper audience, right? Or team member gets access to that information right away and can react. Right, be more mm. proactive instead of reactive, essentially, um, to to help the the day to day business process flow. Mm. And I think with that, if everything's constantly is kind of interconnected, isn't it? Everything like if something comes in that adjusts inventory, that means CSRs can now um, have a conversation with the customer saying, "Look, we've just received it right now. Um, we can ship it today for you." So it's all that. Um, the connected system actually connects teams together, teams yeah. of people, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And and that's a huge part is that when you have trustworthy data, your teams come together more and they could come together and collaborate and, and trust that single source, source of truth um, instead of having everyone ha- everyone else has their own source of truth, as you said, and uh, they, they have their own version of, you know, what, what the ideal uh, specific scenario looks like to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mention it because you know this is a topic I love, but um, artificial intelligence. Yeah. We see that this is a really hot topic and is coming to ecosystems. I know Microsoft are really, really going for this open AI partnership they now have, um, Microsoft Copilot, yeah. that we, we've spoken about previously, I think, haven't yep. we? Yeah. Yep. Um, so having this in your ecosystem um and if you're on for example business central and i'm sure other erp platforms 
are also looking at, at this, you get the opportunity to have a look at the power of machine learning and maybe some preventative measures, some predictions against um, maybe inventory levels or expected inventory levels uh, when things are coming in and maybe uh, future issues that you might not necessarily spot if you're looking at past data in an Excel report. So um, I guess predictive, the predictive nature that we're starting to see come um, as a larger part of the ERP is really something that gives it that leg over um, Excel reporting, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Just to add to that a little bit, right? AI coming into the mix now opens up a whole new world of um, uh, benefits, right? Uh, in terms of being able to extrapolate, you know, and, and add to Excel where it can look at trends, analysis of your files, um, you know, all, all, all the things that you'd expect AI to help you identify, right? But at the same time, if it's not updated correctly and it's not maintained, the data is going to be skewed. And if the data is bad and you're relying on AI to make those decisions, right, to pump different ways that you're going to review and analyze your business, it's going to give you bad information and you're going to make bad decisions on the business. So mm. as as much as it is it's going to be necessary and um, AI is going to be a huge, huge, huge um, factor in, in you know how spreadsheets are manipulated and, and, and reviewed and the data that you get out of it. It could also be you know a situation where it could it could be very detrimental if if not you know understood how AI could um, take what's existingly there and, and, and come up to false conclusions. At the end of the day, and that's and that's what you know. Essentially, you know what ERP systems will will be better at inherently because it it will try to keep right everybody honest under the same set of data sets, right? So if somebody didn't receive something, mm. yeah, everyone's going to see it and then question the person that hey, how come something wasn't received in or if something wasn't shipped. The question the person right um or if they received an incorrect quantity well now based on what sales sees someone's going to question that so you have that feedback loop that that could go back and always create better processes because you have a single uh, you know source of truth there and now when you put ai on top of it right it could look at well okay every time someone's receiving something there's some sort of um, adjustments that are made because the entry is not correct the first time, right? And you could start looking at these different type of analysis and then obviously take that one step further and look at, you know, vendor performance, vendor delivery, vendor rating, customer rating, right? Predictive payments, um, how late something, you know, your vendor, your customer is going to pay you. You could know that up front in the sales order process. So when you have that single system that you know, is updated or will be updated in real time. When you look at, try to search for information, you're going to see what's presently there and then could question it and, you know, scrutinize it and try to get to the right um, data that's necessary um, versus Excel. You know, that's hard to follow because everyone will have their own source of truth and, 
and then you're making 15 phone calls and trying to figure out, you know, whose spreadsheet you should use and which one you should, you should, you should run AI on to, to get, you know, information. Maybe there's a new product line or something that you want to launch, but yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, AI is going to be groundbreaking. It's going to, it's going to go ahead and affect a lot of different industries. It's going to affect these different tools that customers use on a day-to-day basis, but you want to make sure that it's, it's working for you, but not against you. Yeah. And I think that the issues with Excel won't go away when we have AI within Excel as well, because it's just going to be analyzing the data in Excel. And if you haven't pulled the latest data from the system, or if it's manually typed, God forbid, um, is it typed incorrectly? It can only analyze what is given. It's like good data in, good data out, good data in, good insights out. Yeah. So um, I don't think AI is ever going to really solve that if it's just not got good underlying data well that's just that that's you know that's just going to be robotics that's going to be a machine you know when when something comes in it just gets scanned in essentially gets weighed in you know and someone's opening the box you know doing some sort of count and and there was a conference that just happened in chicago was it chicago or somewhere else yeah, but there's an automation conference and there was some cool stuff on there. I was following on LinkedIn. Like they had okay. robots that did receiving and would go ahead and take that data and update an ERP system automatically. Well, like walk over to a computer and yeah. type it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like blown away. I was like, holy cow. Obviously it has to be based on industry, right? It can't be on everything, but... Um, I don't know. It's kind of heading that way. Automation is getting much bigger day by day. And um, yep. there's, there's, there's these full robots that are just um, really obviously going to be a lot more accurate, right? It, it's going to be um, a lot more predictable. It's going to be, you know, uh, reliable in terms of you know, what's it doing. So it's, I think, I think that's a lot of use cases there. A lot of, a lot of uh, mm. uh, movement, I think in the right direction to automate some mm. of these functionality that used to, you know, kind of is, is used to just, you know, relied on, on a lot of human intervention. Yeah. And I believe if you stay on that Excel path, then it leads us nicely onto our next point here is limited scalability. Mm-hmm. So as your, as your business grows, um, or you just get into a busy period of the year, uh, is your process of Excel based running? going to keep up with that i just think it's just going to get more and more bogged down i think from a technical standpoint knowing that the data needs to reside in excel um for the most part people do do that and as that grows it's only going to get bogged down and then you start having to strip out data and um it just becomes a nightmare from that point of view so the limited scalability of using something like excel is really going to hurt as you as you grow like there's only a finite number of rows you can have in Excel. Yep. There's only a finite number of columns you can have. And will that file actually grow with your business? I doubt it. Right, right. Especially if you have that many lines. I think you should be, should be looking at something when you got too close to a thousand lines or 10,000 lines, right? Uh, looking for an alternative that's a much more robust, secure system. But uh, bring up a good point. I have uh, actually current, currently I'm doing a cutover right now. And in that okay. cutover process, uh, they had to run an inventory evaluation report out of their legacy system. Granted, it was not Excel, right? But it was an older ERP system, SL in this case, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
at like 50,000 lines, but it took almost um, six hours to run to extract inventory evaluation data. Wow. Could you imagine opening up an Excel file and running just a small macro on a file that 50,000 rows? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's most of a working day. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 then, and then what happens if there's that file is corrupt? Can't open that file anymore. Yeah. You've lost it. <laughs> I've yeah. done it a few times yeah. in my time, in my career, probably more early on than now, but I'll start saving it as CSV, then change it back, and then sometimes we'll go into text, and next thing you know, the whole damn thing is corrupt. Can't open it anymore. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or Excel just randomly locks and yeah. says not responding. You know, yeah. it, it kind of goes opaque. You're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get the donut of death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's very fragile. You know, when you get to that point, when you get that many lines in there, it's very fragile. And at any given moment, you could lose that data. And that could be the difference yes. between, you know, not life and death, but, you know, it's it's almost like a car crash that happened. And now, you know, you need to reconstruct it and it becomes very, very difficult to do. I mean, they're really, two, for me, two ends of the spectrum, aren't they? A, an Excel report on one hand that's not very stable, prone to corruption, takes ages to run versus ERP sitting on a cloud server multi-redundancy, um, multi-site redundancy across the planet. You know, if North American uh, East Coast server goes down, well, it's also on the, the Sweden server. You know? Exactly, exactly. Um, they're two ends of the spectrum for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a quote-unquote, you know, the new buzz for a single handshake. You're, you know, it's it's data coming in. It's updating other pieces of, of tables and and processes for other departments to use, right? Without having to look at so many other files and, you know, putting together, you know, your, your forensic science you know, hat and, and become a, a detective to figure out what's going on with this data, right? It's a single handshake. It's, um, you know, everyone is using a single source of truth and um, um, there's no hiding be, behind your own Excel file versus somebody else's Excel file. It's, it's, it's all right there in the open for everybody, right? And I think that's that's mm. how you build and that's how you scale at the end of the day. I like the idea of separating the two tasks from analysis and process. So Excel is great. Like I don't want to sound like we're just bashing on Excel, right, right. but it has its place. Yeah. And for me, its place is in mostly in finance, I have to say, mm-hmm. um, financial reporting, like just leave it to do that. Yeah. That's what it's great at. Yeah. It shouldn't become a part of your process. It shouldn't be the way that um, sales teams know that inventory has been scanned in. Yeah. It shouldn't be the way that inventory management is done. It shouldn't be the way that, um, you know, we look at how we schedule work orders. That's a process. Right. And the ERP is going to handle that. Any ERP is going to handle mm-hmm. that a lot more, uh, a lot better than um, an Excel, an yeah. Excel sheet will. Yeah. So I think the decision for me is this: is this process or is this just analysis after the fact? Right. Absolutely. It's it's uh, Excel has its place for it, you know, and it should be, you know, used optimistically but also cautiously um, to ensure you're getting the most benefit out of it, right? And I think we've kind of touched on a lot of different scenarios where, 
you know, if these are not considered as part of your Excel strategy, it could turn around and, and hurt you, right? And the whole purpose of us going through here today and talking about this is a lot of companies fall into this trap, right? Or there's companies that are now just starting to organize themselves, you know, that they'll be able to be one step ahead of this, right? And, and maybe start saying, yeah, this is good, as you mentioned, Peter, that it's, it's more for financial reporting, right? Or let's get to a point where, you know, we, we, we get to a certain transaction volume and then let's let's look at a more robust ERP system, right? And again, a lot of ERP systems, we've said this before in different, various different podcasts, they are very, very um, cost um, sensitive now. You know, the, the, the entry, the barrier mm-hmm. of entry to get into an ERP system is way lower than it ever was before. Um, so consider those options, right? You have Microsoft Business Central, you have Acumatica, there's, there's other ones out there, but it doesn't take long to get up and going, but now you know you're starting on the right foot and yeah. you are organizing yourself much better and you're getting out there to um, make better business decisions on your items, your cost, your, your relationships with vendors and customers, right? All these things that may matter outside of any system, but you have the data to back up that it's going to actually make a difference on what that data is saying and how your conversations are going to go. So, you know, this, this to me is a really important point because a lot of customers and a lot of companies think that they can just get by with Excel. Right. And I would say kind of reconsider that. Yeah. You you could use Excel. Um, but you know, there's, there's, there's time and place, time and place for it. And with ERP is it's really modular and we've seen, that you have different roles now um, and I can log in as a warehouse manager mm-hmm. or I could log in as a plant manager and just see the stuff that I care about and really the stuff that I'm an expert on uh, and really having those experts out there on the shop floor, the people closest to the work are the ones that are going to be um, the most informed yeah. of day-to-day decisions and running of a, of a business. The Using everything as uh, process through an ERP is going to enable them. It's going to empower them to do it. Whereas on the Excel side of things, often you need, as we said at the start of this, you need that Excel wizard. Yeah. And very soon that Excel wizard can become a bottleneck. Yeah. If that Excel wizard gets pissed and wants to leave or just quits, like what are you going to do the next day? How do you replace someone that's become um, so dependent so dependent on within the business yeah yeah you know if they if they create this report and everyone now relies on that report but that report is held together with um band-aids and vba and macros and don't run this before you hit that macro button because the whole thing crashes like come on yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i do have there's no future proofing there's no that's future the thing proofing. i think there's no future proofing. No, no, for sure, for sure not. Um, I do have a joke. If that's okay, oh, no. Peter, if I could share a joke to our to our audience members, um, I think they'll really like it. Drum roll, please. Okay. Why did the spreadsheet go to therapy? I don't know. Why did the spreadsheet go to therapy? It had too many unresolved cells. Oh, oh gosh. I know. Uh, that was good. That was really good. I was laughing for days on that one, actually. Yeah, okay. I think you just need to stay to the <laughs> stick to the ERP implementation business and you'll be fine. 
<laughs> Please don't go to stand up. Uh, had, had too many unresolved selves. That was, that was pretty funny, man. <laughs> yeah. You're a tough crowd, Peter. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the summary then? So open your eyes, get out of Excel. Don't run processes through Excel. Um, look at ELP. Look at now the, the world of ELP is certainly a lot different than it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, lower ba- ba- barrier of entry, a lot of automation and scalability. Um, and yeah, I guess that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. Any other pearls yeah, of wisdom think, on this I topic? Think, you know, don't hold your business together with, you know, with, you know, with threads of Excel files everywhere. You know, you know, really, really have a more robust solution that's a lot more powerful, that has best processes in it, that is, you know, uh, will be able to, you know, provide you with real-time data visibility and things, right? Instead of having all these different Excel files around, um, there's options out there. There's a low cost of uh, entry to these options, right? <clears throat> low turnaround implementations as well. So um, definitely would love to talk to any of our viewers or listeners that, that, that have this problem, you know, how we could help solve it at the end of the day, right? It's still not too late um, to optimize your business, right? And, you know, this is an important topic to talk about because a lot of people fall into this uh, trap, if you will. Yeah, you say there's lots of features and options out there in the world of ERP. So what's the best way people can uh, get in contact with you? Yeah, we'll put it, we'll put it down in our, um, in, in our video. Select this uh, at the email address below. Up here or down or here. Up there. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, narav.shot, adsers, uh, erp.com, right? Get hold of Peter. Um, we'll love to kind of help have these chats. You know, we, we live for this stuff. We're, uh, we're kind of ERP nerds here. But, um, you know, if there's any specific problem you want to talk about or uh, just want to bounce some ideas, we're more than happy to, to help out. Sounds good. As ever, thank you for your time. Um, Take it easy. Um, I'll you. catch you in a couple of weeks' time. You got it, sir. Talk soon. Cool. Have a good one. You too.